and we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores. This is episode number five of the NAI Ball Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robbie Gutierrez, and joining me via Skype, the man, the myth, the legend behind the NAIA Ball account, Cody Mann. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. I'm excited to be on this fifth podcast. It's a big milestone for us, and you know, try to keep it rolling. And you just said milestone, and that brings me to our iTunes ratings. There was NAIA Baseball Talk. More importantly, the NAI Ball Podcast. Inside the iTunes Sports and Recreation charts. Now, the way this works is they have a chart for the top 200 podcasts for each category. Of course, there's tons and tons and tons of sports podcasts out there. And the NAI Ball Podcast peaked at number 118. Inside of the iTunes Top 150 for most of Friday, I mean, but to be ahead of some of the biggest names in sports, Cody, you and I talked about it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. We were thrilled to be ahead of guys like Clay Travis and, you know, just some of the big names in sports. And it's just really cool for us to do this and bring some of the attention and awareness to how good NAIA baseball really is. Absolutely agree. We were ahead of MLB.com. We were ahead of Baseball America. We were ahead of Intentional Talk for a while. I mean, right behind Shaq's podcast. I mean, this was absolutely incredible and each player, coach, and fan really deserves to have themselves highlighted in a way where they get some coverage and attention. For a lot of guys, this is the final ride. This is the last step for them. There will be guys that get to move on to the next level, but for so many of us around, this is it. This is the big league, and so why not have something that highlights you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, someone, everyone wants to be out there like, man, you know, I had a great day. I want someone to know, like, Case an example, Cumberland center fielder Raiden Sierra hit four home runs today. People should know about that. You hit four home runs in one game, I don't care what level you are. Same bat, same ball, same distance. That's impressive, and I'm glad I was able to let people know. Absolutely agree, and I know he was very gracious to you on Twitter. Uh, you know, quoted it with uh, a gift on Dominican Independence Day, so happy Independence Day to the Dominican Republic. Absolutely, he represented them very well today. We'll get things going as we normally do, as we always do with our last week in review, looking back at some of the top series from last weekend. We'll kick it off with Freed Hardeman winning a big series over Columbia in conference play, two games to one. Madonna taking three out of four over St. Xavier. William Woods swept Lindenwood Belleville, three nothing in conference play. USCB won a series over Flomo, who's having a great year, a big win for the Sand Sharks, and Brian won a highly heated series over LSU Shreveport two games to one as well. Tabor out in Kansas sweeping Bethany, Texas Wesleyan swept Southwest Christian, and then Point Park starts off the year hot after losing their opening day game to Warner one nothing. Yeah, Point Park's won their next seven games. Brian dropped the first game, their first game of the season. They dropped to Shreveport in game one, came back, won the next two, showed some big resiliency there. You know, USCB stopped a red-hot Florida Memorial team. They had some really impressive performances in that series. And William Woods is rolling. They swept a doubleheader today over Ottawa. You know, good to see the Owls rolling along. 
Some great stuff from last weekend. We move now into our surprises of the week, something we started last week. And these are just the series that really or things that happen that kind of jump out to us. Briarcliff out of Iowa won their series two games to one over the number 24 team in the nation, Central Methodist out of Missouri. Vanguard swept all three over number 14, the Masters. Vanguard right back into the thick of it for the GSAC race. Georgetown takes both from number 19, IU Southeast. San Diego Christian pitcher Jerry Kamada, nine innings pitch, 13 strikeouts in a shutout at number eight, Hope International. An 11-run top of the first for Concordia, Nebraska. And then I know you aren't a fan of Oregon Tech in their black pants. Yeah, no, I'm not. Those are not really pretty. It's not a good sight, not a good look for the NAIA. But bless their heart for trying. Um, the biggest surprise of the week to me, though, is Doan. They just beat Bellevue today, 15 to one, huge win over a top team in the country. Out hit Bellevue 20 to three. That is a beatdown. Like that is no mistake about it. Doan was the better team today. A huge win for Doan over Bellevue today. Getting it moving into our newest segment each week. We're going to choose one hitter. National Player of the Week, and one pitcher, National Player of the Week. Cody this week has hitters. I have pitchers. We'll switch back and forth. Cody, who is your National Hitter of the Week? St. Andrews center fielder Ryan Dickens put just an incredible week. 10 for 13 at the plate, 5 home runs, 8 runs, 8 RBIs. Just an incredible week for the St. Andrews center fielder. Yeah, huge week for him. On the pitching side, I've got USCB junior left-handed pitcher Nick Constan. He went up against Florida Memorial, who we've talked about the last couple of weeks being red hot. He went nine innings, complete game, four hits, one earned run, one walk, and 17 strikeouts. That breaks the old record in a single game by one pitcher of 12. So 17 Ks, the new mark for USCB pitchers to try to break Nick Constan's record. And he did it against the new and improved red-hot Florida Memorial team. So that was an impressive streak right there. That's definitely a Flomo team getting better and better. So a huge series for USCB, a huge series win for the Sand Sharks. Taking a look at our last week's big series in review. Cody, kick us off. You had number six, Missouri Baptist at Lyon. Lyon opened AMC play with a huge series win over Missouri Baptist, took the series two games to one. This series came down to game one. I'm sure both coaches will agree. Missouri Baptist was up six to one in the sixth inning. Lyon rallied for six runs, came back, won the game seven to six on a walk-off. You know, that game cost Missouri Baptist the series, and Lyon was able to rally and make the plays, and they start the year with a really big series win. Some of the key players from the Easton Moore had a really big weekend. Logan Reddick had a big weekend. 27 runs for the Scots in three games. A huge series win for Lyon. And like you said, that first game, Missouri Baptist up 5 nothing, and Lyon able to battle back. That set the tone for the rest of the series. Yeah, and they were able to take this series win. Two of these teams are probably the favorites, you know, to probably win this conference. You know, some really good teams out there, Freed Hardman and Columbia, no disrespect to them, but Lyons started on a really good note. Keep it rolling here. I had Campbellsville at Tennessee Wesleyan. Game number one was 8-3 to three in favor of Campbellsville. Game number two, 12-2 Campbellsville. And game number three, Tennessee Wesleyan takes that one 3-2. to two. 
Tennessee Wesleyan now eight and eight on the year. Campbellsville six and five. In game number one, the guy that stood out the most, Matthew Valdez, had a grand slam. He had five hits and five RBIs in the series. Parker Lutenstock had a no decision. He's a player that we've highlighted on this show in the past. Still a sub one ERA in 13 innings pitch. Opponents hitting just 152 off of him. For Tennessee Wesleyan, they've played a really tough schedule. Middle Georgia, Talladega, Georgia Gwinnett, Indiana Tech, just a few of those teams that they've played this season. Guys to watch for them the rest of the way, Adrian Gonzalez, he's got 20 hits plus on the year. He's hitting 333 with six RBIs. Dakota Phillips has been the power, five home runs and 14 RBIs. But that staff ERA is going to have to come down 5-6-4 right now. But a lot of that is a result of their schedule. Yeah, it's Tennessee Wesleyan's played some really tough teams. But shout out to Gamblesville. They've played a loaded schedule as well. And to go on the road to Athens, Tennessee, and to win that series, and to win the first day pretty convincingly, 8-3, to 12-2, they were the better team this weekend. The next series takes us down to Bartlesville, Oklahoma, McPherson, and number 5, Oklahoma Wesleyan. You know, they're going to change the narrative out here in Bartlesville because Oklahoma Wesleyan is pitching this year. Dominant. 2.5 staff ERA. Teams are just hitting 193 against them. They Two shutouts. Ryan Sandiford, 9 innings, 12 Ks in Game 1. Kyle Finbrez went 7 innings, 1 hit in Game 2. You know, 2 to nothing, 7 to nothing, 12 to 1. This was a dominant performance by Oklahoma Wesleyan. They only gave up 5 hits in the three-game series. Yeah, that's big time if you're Oklahoma Wesleyan. We had set an over-under originally on this at 8. Were we over or under? We were under, just under 7 home runs. 6 were hit by Oklahoma Wesleyan. It was really the Eagles pitching this weekend. They just weren't going to let it happen. Hey, and that's what you told me. You told me you were going to take the under. I took the over. You talked about that Oklahoma Wesleyan pitching staff. You were right on that. That's big-time pitching in a very hitter-friendly park. Now, it, if you look at McPherson, they have to bounce back and get ready for what's, what's ahead for them. And McPherson will be fine. They're having a good season. You know, they went on the road to a top-five team at their place in a hard park to play at, and, you know, it just wasn't their weekend. They just got to bounce back and keep rolling. One of my favorite series every year is St. Thomas and Kaiser. This year they met in West Palm Beach. St. Thomas took the series two games to one. St. Thomas won game number one, four to one. They won game number two, 16 to three. And then in game number three, Kaiser University battled back to win eight, seven. St. Thomas actually led with six outs remaining going into the bottom of the eighth, seven to three. Kaiser University hit three home runs in the bottom half of the eighth to tie the game at seven, a two run, and then back to back solo shots. In, in the bottom half of the ninth, Miguel Casanueva off a very dominant closer. Ernie Valdez took him out to left center field to win the game for Kaiser University. A couple names that impressed me from St. Thomas, Orlando Rodriguez in game number one, eight innings pitch, four hits, one run, five walks, 11 strikeouts. Chris Rodriguez in game two, eight innings pitch, five hits, three runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. The big name to watch for St. Thomas is going to be Nelson Montpierre. That guy is electric. Well over 400 on the season, four home runs, 20-plus RBIs. That's a guy that I think is going to be playing at the next level. They're hitting 360 as a team. They're overly impressive. For Kaiser University, I talked to Coach 
Fordyce after the game, he talked about overcoming adversity, setting themselves up, you know, not just for the series against St. Thomas, but you have to get yourself ready for every series. And Kaiser University was able to battle back in that third game and come away with something. Marco Rivera is having a great year. After today's win over Florida National, he's hitting 449 with three home runs and 16 RBIs. Yeah, I think we're going to look back and say that Kaiser probably stole that win off a top five team in the country. St. Thomas is really good this year. Like you said, hitting 360. They have stud pitchers in Orlando Rodriguez. Valdez, the closers, elite. You know, big win for St. Thomas to get this weekend series. I think they're going to win almost every series this year. They're really, really good. It'll be interesting to see where they land when the next coaches poll comes out because how are teams going to rank them in conference with Southeastern, who's having an absolutely special year as well? but I definitely think St. Thomas is a top 10 team. Moving on here to the Faulkner, Georgia Gwinnett, and Clark Tangle down at GGC. Faulkner won all three games. They went 3-0. and Georgia Gwinnett went 2-1, and and then Clark went 0-4. Yeah, Faulkner is as advertised. Their 7, 8, and 9-hitters are better than most teams, 4, 5, and 6. I mean, they're just loaded. Their pitching is better than everybody else's, really. They're a really good team, loaded at every position. They showed why they're probably the number one team in the country in a few weeks. Death, taxes, and Faulkner being good at baseball. It's just one of those constants that happens year in, year out inside of the NAI. Yeah, and Georgia Gwinnett's a really good team. They took them to extra innings, and they came up a little bit short. Clark fell short this weekend, but Clark is bettering themselves for the Hart Conference. They're going to use these games to help them get better, to clean up their mistakes, play a little bit better defense, and they're going to be good to go. They have two really good pitchers, Anthony Root and Michael Lopez. Those are some good arms. Clark will be fine. Yeah, Clark is definitely, with the way that they scheduled this year, setting themselves up for that conference play. It'll be interesting to see how they react once they get in to conference. Now we'll move on here for our big series of the upcoming weekend, our series around the nation, mainly looking at March 2nd through March 5th. We'll start things off with British Columbia at Lewis and Clark State, Mid-American Christian at Oklahoma City, Southeastern versus Judson, Oklahoma Wesleyan at Friends down in Kansas, Vanguard at Hope International, Westmont at number 14, the Masters. St. Xavier will take on St. Thomas. Indiana Tech at Lindsey Wilson. St. Francis of Illinois at Weber International. Huntington at Cumberland's Concordia versus St. Xavier will also happen. Mid-America Nazarene at Wayland Baptist. Jamestown at Evangel. Union at Reinhardt. And then Madonna at Bryan. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Mid-American Nazarene go down to Wayland Baptist. Wayland Baptist is red hot this year. That'll be a four-game series, and it will be good to see those non-conference matchups play out. As well as two invitationals going on, one in Arizona, one in Central Florida, the Tucson Invitational in Arizona, and the Russ Matt Invitational in Central Florida. Yeah, as confusing as it is for me, I love that all these teams are able to get together. You know you're going to get some weather. You know you're going to get to play your games. No rainouts, nothing like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how all these teams mix up and match up this weekend. Moving on now to the biggest series of our weekend. We'll split these up. Our personal picks for big series. We'll get things going with Mobile versus Middle Georgia State. Cody, 
Mobile 15 and 3, Middle Georgia State 15 4. Tell us about this series. Looking forward to it. The best series each team has played this year. Neither of them have dropped a series. You know, this is huge. Conference opener for both teams. Mobile is top 12 in the nation in RBIs, runs, doubles, stolen bases. They have a dude on the mound in Braxton Rhodes, 28 innings pitch, .96 ERA. He's thrown three complete games this year. They got another sub-2 ERA game, another sub-2 ERA guy in Luke Hastings. Christian Snow's hitting .426. Blake Carnley's hitting .396. They're a really good team. They're about to step up their competition level, though, this weekend against Middle Georgia State. Middle Georgia State took five of the six from them last year. You know, that's going to be weighing heavy on Mobile, trying to get some wins. Jared Cruz has thrown 20 scoreless innings for Middle Georgia State. MJ Rookard is hitting 528. Trenton Nash is hitting 361. They're hitting over 335 as a team. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing how the SSAC opener works out. Yeah, definitely going to be a great series to watch, especially in a very tough Southern States Athletic Conference. For myself... I chose UNO, the University of Northwestern Ohio, versus Campbellsville. For the second week in a row, I've taken Campbellsville as a big series to watch. They've got to throw me some love on Twitter. But 11-8 UNO, 6-5 Campbellsville. For UNO, the players to watch, Eric Gonzalez, 417 with 14 RBIs. Junior Gomez hitting over 350 with three home runs and 22 RBIs. And then pitcher Jacob Holcher, sub-1 ERA, Two saves, 12 and a third innings pitch, two walks to 22 strikeouts. Quite the strikeout to walk ratio there. For Campbellsville, pitcher Brandon Diaz, 1 and 0 record with a sub 1 ERA in 10 and two thirds innings pitch. And then Matthew Valdez, a player that we highlighted earlier, not hitting in the over 300 yet, sitting currently at 286. But this is a guy that's been electric as of late. Four home runs, eight RBIs on the season for him, a lot of it out of the leadoff spot. So I'm definitely looking forward to this series, especially with Campbellsville at 6-5. and five. They're coming off a big two-games-to-one series win over Tennessee Wesleyan. Yeah, it's our only ranked-on-ranked matchup in the NAIA Top 25 this week. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Northwestern Ohio needs to probably get it rolling, build some momentum. This is a big series for them. Yeah, Cody, take us out west, 12-7 and seven, Antelope Valley, taking on 14-7 and seven, Benedictine Mesa. Huge series out in the Cal Pack. You know, these two teams were separated by one game last year. Antelope Valley won the conference, got the opening round bid. But Benedictine Mesa took the both series against them last year, won four of the six. Benu's entering this game on a seven-game winning streak. You know, Brandon Barnes is pitching really well for them, 2.02 ERA in 31 innings. They got another guy out there in Ivan Torres with a three ERA at 36 innings. Ryan Wicketts, four saves, six appearances, sub-2 ERA out of the bullpen. Christian Camacho is hitting three forty-six for them, a really good player for Benedictine Mesa. But now they're playing in Antelope Valley, who, as you know, split with Lewis Clark State, the number one team in the country. That's impressive to do. Clayton Robbie, 1.50 ERA in 36 innings. Jesse Garcia is a dude on the mound. They got Adam Maciel, Tyler Pittman. This is going to be a really good matchup, and these two teams will probably be the favorites to win the Calpec. So you want to make sure you get off to a hot start. It'll be a great series to watch out west. Antelope Valley with maybe the biggest series split on the season of any team in the nation with two victories over Lewis and Clark State. So definitely going to keep our eyes on that one. We'll head down south to Lawrenceville, Georgia. Madonna, red hot at 16-1, and taking on the Grizzlies and Brad Stromdahl sitting at 14-2 and for Madonna. Jared Hagen, 29 hits, 26 runs, 
and 14 RBIs. Jalen Thomas hitting over 400 with four home runs and 20 RBIs. And then Tyler Butson with a 150 ERA, 12 innings pitch, five walks, 19 strikeouts. For Georgia Gwinnett, Alex Garland right at the 400 mark with two home runs and 14 RBIs. Nick Barnes, 390, a home run and 13 RBIs. And then pitcher Gregory Lukanen, a 1.62 ERA, 1-0 record, one save, 22 strikeouts on the season. Georgia Gwinnett, Brad Stromdahl, and his Grizzlies have overcome a lot already on this season. A lot have come from behind victories, a lot of battling back late in games. So I'm definitely interested to see how they handle Madonna. Yeah, Georgia Gwinnett's played a loaded schedule. There are independent teams, so they can just pick out the best opponents and challenge their team all year, and it's working out for them. I'm looking forward to see Madonna step up in competition. This is the best team they've played all year. And the new rankings come out, you know, the following Tuesday. This is big for Madonna. They come in there, they win this series against Georgia Gwinnett. Not only are they top 25, they're probably looking at top 15. They are definitely looking at top 15 if they can especially take this series versus Georgia Gwinnett. Now we'll move to our final series. We'll cover our Twitter Big Series of the Week where we let the fans at home decide who is going to be the highlighted series from around the nation. And in our closest battle yet, it was Bellevue heading on down to West Palm Beach to take on Kaiser University. I'm going to let you take the reins in this one considering that I'm going to be calling that game. Well, this is a really big weekend for Bellevue. They're three and four. They're struggling. There's no fans or buds. They got a north of an eight ERA. They're hitting 240 as a team, and they're going down to number ten Kaiser. Kaiser's coming off the series loss to St. Thomas. Both teams are kind of at a crossroads. They really need to get it together. Now, Bellevue's only played seven games this year. You know, they haven't really got a lot of action in. No time for them to hit the panic button whatsoever. But this is a good weekend for Bellevue to go down south to Florida, play in some good weather, and take a series over a really talented Kaiser team. It definitely one that I'm excited to call. I'm interested to see Travis Tanaka, 429 with a home run and five RBIs on the year for Bellevue, and Stephen Knapp, a one ERA with one save and nine innings pitch, eight strikeouts on the year for him also. Kaiser University, a team that I get to see a little bit more. Marco Rivera, 449, three home runs, 16 RBIs. It's been fun to watch the mature, you know, the maturity of Miguel Casanueva, the shortstop for Kaiser. Uh, hitting over 400 now with two home runs and 14 RBIs. And then Taylor Blatch, just below 250 ERA in 25 and a third innings pitch. So I'm excited to be on the call for this series this weekend. Yeah, you're going to do an outstanding job. You bring a lot of emotion to the Kaiser voice, and I'm looking forward to listening to it. Hey, I'm excited to get back. You know, uh, due to uh, some shuffling around at ESPN, uh, we've got some maternity leave, so I'm back in the booth for uh, this game for Kaiser and this series, so I'm excited to be uh, be back here. Well, yeah, you get a top ten matchup, the NAI Ball Podcast Series of the Week. What a welcoming back for you. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Excited to call my first baseball games of the year. But outside of that, Cody, anything else you're looking at this weekend? Yeah, just going to see some really good matchups this weekend. I want to give a shout-out to J- Jamestown. They took two wins today. They started their year in fine form. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to see how some of these invitationals play out in Tucson, down there in Central Florida, the Russ Mad Invite. And, yeah, just some really good teams this weekend. I'm interested in Nick Batari hitting 528 on the year from Southeastern. They will take on Judson. I think there's going to be some great series around the nation I cannot wait to see Oklahoma Wesleyan at Friends 
How does friends react? They're a team that always just trying to get into that top 25 and just falling short. They will have a very good pitching staff of Oklahoma Wesleyan against them this weekend. And then the Masters, will they battle back from adversity? You know, as well as Lindsey Wilson needing some wins. Yeah, it's going to be a big weekend for Lindsey Wilson. Another big weekend for the Masters. Like you said, they got swept last weekend. A little bit uncharacteristic there. They're playing another really good team this weekend in Westmont. The GSAC, man, it's a grind, baby. I love watching those teams out there. Now, one more thing before we go. I have to do it or else he'll will be, he will be upset at me. I told him I would do it uh, for missing his actual birthday. But I want to give a belated birthday shout-out to Jack Curtis. He was the third baseman for a long time at Kaiser University, the Coastal Carolina transfer, and, you know, he still does not know his bunt coverages, but that's okay. At some point, I will forgive him. Yeah, happy birthday to Jack. Been a follower of my account for a while. Really appreciate it. So that'll do it for us here for Episode 5 of the NAI Ball Podcast. As always, you can follow me, Robbie Gutierrez, at RobG1063. You can follow Cody for all your... NAI Baseball News, Updates, Information, and Scores from Around the Nation at NAI Ball. And until next time, this has been episode number five of the NAI Ball Podcast.